I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Welcome back, folks, for another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. Uh, all Canadian show again this week. The uh, the kid crew. No, just they can't cut it anymore. They got under nine girls soccer and under uh, seven T ball and you know all the all the, the big sports, all the you know drawing crowds down there. Uh, and Wes is off getting ready to to go to the lake. Uh, long weekend coming up, the the last one of the summer. I don't know if you've got anything planned, Sean. I am heading up to the cottage as per usual. So it uh, should be a fun weekend. Should maybe catch a couple of fights. Uh, but that's pretty much the, uh, the standard operating procedure as we'll get to when we do our recap. But before then, or before that, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, is it a holiday for our American friends on on Monday? Labor Day's got to be a holiday for everybody, right? Is that American holidays? Yeah, I, they spell it wrong, but I think ah. it still counts as a holiday. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it seems like you know the last holiday before they ship the old kidlets off back off to school, and actually they. They start school weird. Some places. some places they start in August, like early August. Dumb. Yeah. That's that's just that's some sort of communism, I think. You are correct. It is Labor Day spelled incorrectly as the holiday for our American friends. <clears throat> I'm a worldly man. I know things. You I do not know how to make money betting on MMA. But uh we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that'll change. I think I was only down like a, a unit on the last. Yeah, that's card. a win. That's a win for us these days. <laughs> so we'll see. We're we're keeping the uh, the slate real small on <laughs> this yeah. weekend's card because there are a lot of names that I do not recognize. I assume the same goes for you. Um, this is the UFC's vision. You know, you got to have these these regional cards, and honestly, I'm fine with that. Draw them to the you know whatever arena they're going to in in old Gay Paris, um, but <clears throat> don't expect me to care about all of the undercard stuff from guys I've never heard of. Nope. I mean, we 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 had two fights this upcoming weekend that just got created yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I don't know. It was Monday. It was just one fight, and yes. then they split it into yes. yeah, just because two new fights, more French dudes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but either way, everybody wants to fight, so uh, that's, that's how you get these short notice bangers. I've got oh. the uh, the AirPods back this week. Do, how, yes. do I sound better? You sound great. 
Sound great to me. I love not having the cord. I Mm. feel more free. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're a hand talker. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a hand talker. I don't know. I do it more at work. Uh, You know, put people, especially now that it's all like Zoom calls, you got to, you know, animate a little bit. uh, Yeah. People a little bit more interested. But I don't think I do it that much on the podcast because I'm flipping back and forth between tabs and all that fun stuff. Multitasking, man. Trying to figure out who the fuck these people are and what I'm going to bet. What, what, like, I can't do that before the show. I got to do it during the show, you know? On, on this, on these levels of cards? No. No. (laughs) I... I feel bad for people that do the old tape study on stuff like this. Like you really have nothing better to do with your time. I'd rather lose money and learn that way. Mm. Just turn it into a whole learning experience. Um, then waste a bunch of time and make a little bit of money. Cause that's really like losing money. Yeah. Cause you know, my time is valuable got one of these uh these real jobs not my sitting in my parents basement kind of job so and i know same goes for you you're always out there hey you know a job's a line. Job. come on Re- respect the hustle uh <laughs> respect the uh the mma tout and twitter yep. all-stars hustle come on now um i'm not sure if there was much in the way of news but I did see the hilarious news that uh, Chris Weidman broke his leg in the Brad Tavares fight uh, just before we came online. So is that is that breaking news? He got it X-rayed and it's cracked. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> um, <sighs> what a guy! What a, so that's and it's his left leg, and I'm pretty sure the one he like shattered, you know, fully was his right leg. So, just Mr. Weidman is on a he roll. Is wheelchair bound in no time. <laughs> All the ligaments are good, though. Ligaments yeah. are good. It's just the bones that are old and brittle <laughs> at this point. Uh, but that was a couple weeks ago. We did have a card this weekend. Early card. Very um, early. I w- yeah, very early for you. Uh, I woke up. I forgot that it was on. By the time I flipped over to the fights, it was already the Giga fight. There was nothing prior to that that I was really particularly interested in seeing. So I haven't seen any of it. Um, So you're going to have to guide me through here if you watch some of this. But we're going to recap it lightning quick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Featherweight division, Sung Woo Choi, unanimous decision over Yarno Ahrens, JJ Aldrich, second round TKO, the old ground and pound over Nal Yang. She, she finished somebody, Sean. I know, because we, we both met her to not finish somebody. <laughs> so we were just talking a little bit before the show, trying to figure out what we were going to do for consensus. Um, and just scrolling around, uh, I noticed, I guess it would have been before fight day, 
somebody bet Victor had the over one and a half at minus 150. Um, I saw that you played that and I uh, I was too slow and just didn't want to add because that was a that was the play at, at a yeah. cheap price. Uh, I lost on the over two and a half, but won the over one and a half. So Splitsville on that fight. We'll, yep. we'll take it with the way we've been running. Yep. Um, Billy Goff, TKO, uh, some some body work from old, old Billy Goff on uh, Yusaka Shida. Um, Definitely more than kind of Shida. Definitely more <laughs> than that. Uh, this is This is the one... Where uh, I should have made some money, didn't. Kanan Song, Song Kanan, defeats Rolando Bedoya. Unanimous decision. We, we preach it. If we talk about never, it all the time. Nobody ever impresses in a loss, Sean. It's not a real thing. You should never be minus 300 coming off it. And... Uh, I don't trust myself anymore. Didn't pull the trigger. I'm yep. an idiot. Both dum dums, because yeah, we re- routinely talk about that on the podcast, and it's we we ha- I feel like we just have we we bring it up, but we usually don't take advantage of it. Um, and and then look what happens. That seems like one of the few edges that has been around for many many years. And doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. So we probably should take advantage of it. Should. Definitely should. But we're done. Um, MMAKO, you are absolutely correct, uh, people. (laughs) I remember way back when, uh, when I did the math on somebody's hourly rate. uh, And I was even kind and said if they were betting $1,000 a unit. Um, that it came out to like, I don't know, seven bucks an hour that they were making. Just two, hey, two, that's two that's burgers. above minimum wage, wage in some uh states in the US, isn't it? <laughs> in some third world countries, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what else we got? The candy Michael. man came back, it got a little yes. sketchy there, yeah. The, the candy you got me on that one, um, didn't bet shitty. Uh, in, in the end, but uh, yeah, you you got me on that one. Just barely, Candyman. Um, what else do we got going on? Garrett Armfield first round knockout over Toshiomi Kazama. No idea who that is. Still, uh, probably he was one of the Road to UFC. Guys? Yeah, he, he got smoked in the final uh, by Nakamura, and turns out he is that bad. Fair enough. Um, Waldo Cortez Acosta, I I didn't think he had this in him either, but uh, first round TKO, that's probably good in the long run. Maybe we'll oh, yeah. get uh, some decent fatties prices on him moving forward. Didn't have one here, but... Uh, 100%. Um, over Lucas. Did, did did you see this one? Did you see the the highlights of this one? It was. I did it was not. Like, Should I? It, it it's worth looking up the meme because basically when a, a heavyweight just nose dives into the ground unconscious and 
basically just decompresses their neck. It is something to see. Um, Cort- <laughs> like he was running away. Cortez is just like punching him kind of in the back of the head, but just trying to chase him down. And he just nosedives into the ground. It's uh, ref could have uh, done a little bit of a better job on that one, but uh, oh, we get the meme instead. One. So yeah, yeah, that that is a classic when the edibles hit. <laughs> yeah, did, did yeah. West sweep that one out? I don't think he did. It was uh, this was quite early uh, in the morning <laughs> for most people, so uh, he was not hitting That's... the edibles yet. Uh, was it? Uh... I'm trying to think of the Gracie that did it. Was it Roger Gracie? I think when he's he got... actually Roger Gracie because he's from like England or something like that. <laughs> in back in the the World Series of Fighting days, where he just like full on flare flop. Love this. That does sound Especially familiar, from big guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of more big guys going down, fatties didn't come through. Porky Porker. Might be done at this point. Knocked out in a minute 24 by Junior Tafa. Sad. Just just so willing to get punched in the face. Um, <laughs> dude, your, your path to victory is to grind. And did not really try. And it was over before it started. He's, he's got those tree trunk legs. Just hold him up against the cage. That's all you got to do. Um, Aaron Blanchfield, unanimous decision over Talia Santos. Talia fight. Santos, still to it. <laughs> Talia. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a close fight. Um, odds were probably correct. Um, it's, I don't know, there's there's still some, some holes in Blanchfield's game, but that cardio is a weapon. So I'm just looking at the stats here. She was like oh of a billion on takedowns, but had a whole bunch of control. Was it like top control or was it no. just holding her against the cage control? Ugh. The worst. Yeah. Uh, Rinya Nakamura. This one I saw one highlight of, and it was where Bisping was like, yeah. Fernie Garcia fucking sucks at wrestling. That's why they matched him up with this guy. And Father was like, whoa, 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 whoa. UFC is trying to see if he closed up those gaps in this game. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's, the com- he's more of the company man, that's for sure. Bisbing will, will let shit fly a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I had uh, Nakamura sub. There was some chances there, but... Um... Yeah, I couldn't put him away. I mean, you'd you'd like to see a guy with with some hype to be able to put that guy away, but what can you do? Nothing He's good. Doing. He's pretty good, but he? until he fights somebody with some resistance, it's hard to say how good. Is he like he's normal? Like he was a wrestler, right? Yeah, like that's his upbringing. He was like a. a... Japanese wrestler or something yes. like that. And he's one yep. of those guys that just has a bunch of knockouts against shitty dudes terrible. on the regional circuit. Yeah, just terrible guys. Cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, now, stuff that I saw. Uh, Giga, unanimous decision over Alex Caceres. 
Uh, as we said last week, if Caceres was just going to stand around on the outside, he was going to get kicked a lot. And he stood around on the outside and he got kicked a lot. Uh, Volume-wise, it was close, but one guy very clearly landing the harder stuff. So, Just zero, zero even tried takedowns. Uh, mm-hmm. Frustrating to watch. Um, yeah, Giga. It's probably not a bad fight for him uh, coming off that layoff for him I, I don't think he was too worried about getting finished or or overwhelmed there so i guess that was a good uh comeback fight for giga i still don't think he's that good but i've also lost a lot of money fading him so the cater one was beautiful though yes that we'll was always good. have that mm-hmm. co-main event anthony smith split decision over ryan span um I think it was out with the dog watching this one on the phone. Um, split decision? Question mark. I don't know. It was a it was a close fight. It was a weird fight. <laughs> um, like he almost there, died in the second round. One hundred percent. That eye was absolutely annihilated. Um, I guess. I guess. Good that they let him back out there because. Span just didn't want to finish that fight, so Anthony Smith will take it. If if you're not going to take it away from him, he'll he'll sometimes take it back. Um, I did have just like a dumb round robin that didn't cash, um, but one of the legs in it was this that fight to go to a split at plus eleven hundred. Oh, yeah. So would have been nice if anything else in there cash. Yeah, but, of course uh, not. Nope, not not Dang. time. So Dang. yeah, that's uh, some weird, crazy numbers starting to, to pop up on these split decisions, um, especially for fights that I guess are lined as one and a half. Yeah, um, but I mean, I guess this one was warranted. But both guys had their opportunities. Hurt the other guy a little bit, but uh, still, that's kind of a crazy number. Yep. And finally, pretty much the main event that we were expecting it to be. Max Holloway beat up Korean Zombie, and then Korean Zombie got sick of getting beaten up. Um like slowly, so then he just went and got beat up real quick at the start of the third round. It's uh Yeah. Yeah, I mean I kinda wanna thank him for uh not putting us through like sad torture. Yeah. Uh because the the way it was going was was gonna be sad prolonged torture. And he said, fuck it. Let's go zombie mode, and that chin has has finally has finally gone. I mean, it's it's been going, but uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was always going to be a sad a sad event. We 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 really expected that. Um, zombie is still an awesome fighter. Really sucks that you know we got those couple of years taken away and in, in kind of his prime when uh, when he had to do the the military service because. 
Dude was a very, very fun fighter to watch. Uh, I will never forget him getting knocked out by Yair and losing me a bunch of money while I'm, I was with, with uh, Wes and Trish and watching Trish, yeah. that the amazing fight. So I will never forget that dude. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what to do with I Max, know. but we can yeah, talk about I that mean, after. He's, he's in limbo for forever. Yeah. I mean, best thing he could have hoped for was Volk to win against uh, Mac Cheese and move up because he's just not going to beat that dude. So he can be in fun fights, go have a card in Hawaii, let him headline that. I don't know. Yeah. What what else do you do with him? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Um he just beats everybody not named fucking Volkanovsky. Yep. That's uh, but, but you also don't want to match him up with like Tapuria or something like that and ruin you know a new matchup for Volkanovsky. So what about what about Giga? You get your cards. <laughs> there you go. You wouldn't that Giga is, wouldn't uh, have to worry about takedowns in that one either. Yeah, that's that's the uh the next ranked guy other than Tapuria that's that's coming off a win. So that's really? cool with me. Jeez. Yeah, featherweight uh it just I don't know. I guess it's not really old. You know, it's not old, it just feels then... like it it's just kind of stagnating. Um yeah. Ortega never fights. Yair sometimes fights. Allen never really he fights like once a year. Yeah, same with Allen. Emmett's getting demolished. Uh, <laughs> so it's yeah. Either it's fun when the when the fights actually happen, but uh, unfortunately, there's there needs to be more of that happening. Yeah, it feels like like no, but like there's three guys in the top fifteen that have fought recently. I guess Volk fought yeah. somewhat recently, but I don't know. I kind of blocked that from from memory because it wasn't a competitive fight heading in. And yeah, it, like you said, it, it feels like a division that's just kind of stuck right now. Yep. Um, and sometimes that'll happen when you've got a, a dominant champion. Dominant champ. Yep. But in the past, these dominant champs used to stick around and you know, keep beating guys in their division. And I guess he's kind of at that point where he's starting to have to recycle guys. Yep. Um, but that's part of it too. Uh, a lot of dominant champs had to do that. So, I don't know. And, um, I would not be surprised if, if like, Volkanovski is going to be out for a bit because he had to have surgery. Depending how that, uh, how the Dubronx mac and cheese fights go, he might be moving up after this anyway and fighting the, the winner of that. Fighting Dubronx? Yeah. Yep. Did you see uh, recently Dubronx was like, yeah, I got a little carried away. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, didn't fight to my potential in that one, which I think yeah. we all Obviously. know because he just yep. fucking stood there and didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, but hopefully... We see the real Dubronx. It's also Trash and Costa. I don't know if you watched that, that one. <laughs> He's talking shit about Costa. He thinks Costa's going to get fucked up. <laughs> Follow Costa? 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I yeah. think Costa was, was talking some smack. Not some smack, but I don't know. Saying he's going to get his ass whooped by mac and cheese or some shit like that. So. Hey, sometimes, you know, a little drunk hits the bottle. Yep. It's in his character. A little too much red wine. Three glasses instead of two. And, uh, and words come out. <laughs> it really shouldn't. Um, anyway, that was it for last week's cards. Um, not a lot to take away from it. It was very I mean, similar to this card. There was a decent main event. There was a lot of local flavor. And that's about it. So... We'll uh, switch over to good old UFC Paris. Uh, I believe this one's not even on TV here in Canada for us. I mean, yeah. I got I got Fight Pass. I it's on Fight Pass. It's not on TSN. Just like last yeah. week's card. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's uh, I I know uh, our uh, our buddy Aaron tweets out that there's a handful of cards every year that uh, aren't carried by uh, TV. They're Fight Pass exclusives, but it seems like it's more than a handful this year. There seems like there have been a lot of them that have only been on Fight Pass. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's usually the ones that are afternoon cards and stuff like that, because TSN isn't going to put that on when there's other things that they can show, like curling or something like that, that does actual numbers. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's it feels like more than a couple. But uh, yeah, oh. don't matter to me. Not like it matters. I mean, I I don't have uh, Fight Pass anymore, but oh. I've got my trusty uh, bootleg ESPN Plus. Uh, <laughs> yep, that'll that works for me. So that'll do. Love it. Um, anyway, switching over to UFC Paris. It's in the Accor Arena, or Arena d'Accor, maybe, <laughs> as they say en français. Uh, I'll try and spare the folks from too much of my linguistic stylings this evening. But we're kicking it off. Banger in the women's 140-pound catchweight. Not even a real division. Not even a catchweight that's surrounded by real divisions. Zara Fern taking on Jacqueline Cavalcanti, who, don't let the name fool you. I know the Brazilian names are Portuguese and all that. Uh, this one, actually Portuguese. Mm. We this, is a terrible fight. This, this is a terrible fight. I, I don't understand why uh, Farron is still in the UFC. She's 0-3. 145 doesn't really exist. We're taking this at 140, so I don't know if it's her that can't make 35 or what, but this is pointless. The other chick is beating up low-level fighters on the regional scene. Pretty wide number, but Farron does suck. Who's the? Oh, this is uh, Zara Fern 
tote master pick all day. All day. In this one. What do we got for totals? Ugh. Over two and Man. a half? Yeah, two and a half at like minus 180. Oh, I see uh, Betway minus 133. Is that real? Nope, that's wrong. It's minus 200. <sighs> you're, uh, you're, you're using the wrong site there, Bradley. No, but I flipped over to uh, to fight odds because I, I check them both. Over two and a half is like minus 120, minus 115, minus 120. Am I drunk? Yeah, probably. You drinking that, that oh, yeah. hard hitting Bud Light, sir? I clicked, I clicked sir. on the wrong fight because, of course, it's out of order on this fucking website. So, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Minus uh, minus 115 uh, on some, some shitty books and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty cheap for some terrible, terrible women's fight. That uh, if I'm, I'm probably not going to bet anything on this fight. But if I was going to bet anything on this fight, it's that it is going twelve and a half minutes because that's just kind of what happens in these kind of fights. Anyway, way too long on that. Moving up, bantamweight division. Clayton Rodriguez, Rodriguez. Sorry, as Switching over to, to French mode. Uh, taking on Farid Basharat. I I get the number. Uh, Basharat seems like he's he's got some some of the goods. Um, I I know he hasn't finished a guy any anybody in the UFC or, or on contender series, but that win against Blackshear in hindsight actually looks pretty damn good because Blackshear's looked good recently uh even on the short notice uh fight last time um rodriguez i mean everybody should do that to to shannon ross that's in the ufc so that first round knockout is doesn't really do much for me um my pick is is basharat uh i just think he's better uh all around striking whatever wherever this goes so uh, I might put him in a parlay, but we'll see. Haven't locked that in yet. Um, Clitson's moving up to 135 for this as well. And I did not see him as a large flyweight. Yeah. So against a guy who's very comfortable getting some grappling going, uh, I think this could be a a long evening or whatever time it'll be over in Paris for him. Um, So like Basharat, I don't know if I'm going to find something to parlay him with or or bother with that. Um, I think he gets a lot of takedowns and probably wins a decision. Um, But that's even money. Don't really want to lay, you know, or pay even money or, or lay a little bit of juice uh, for a prop. So probably going to stay away from this one, but Basharat seems like one of the safer calls on the card. Switching over to the women's bantamweight division, Jocelyn Edwards taking on Nora Cornhole. 
this this might be worthy of uh, tossing a couple bucks on the old split uh, split prop on on this one. Uh, the the cornhole has no has never has never won by decision, but uh, she's also fighting absolutely horrible chicks uh, on the regional scene. This is her fourth fight of 2023. Um, I, I'm picking Edwards, but I don't really care enough. Nice, tight, even money fight. Jocelyn Edwards. No Lieberger anymore. What's that? Her 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 name used to be Jocelyn. Is it? It wasn't this uh, Jocelyn Edwards Lieberger. And she just cut off no, the, the no. back end. Jocelyn uh, Lieberger was uh, white to to begin with. Oh, oh, um, you're right. It's Jocelyn she Jones Lieberger. Yeah, she was the one that uh, her sister is like a porn star or something. So, right. you know, very familiar. Right. I do. I do the tape study that matters. You know. Um, Dylan Ryder. What was that? Dylan Ryder is who you speak of. Yeah, that's that's you that's know. her her sister. See, I know things. I'm... Jeez. <laughs> um, Do some googling. She's never well. Very early in her career, in her career, she got uh, armbarred in her second fight. Other than that, all of her losses by decision. Last couple fights. Split decision, uh, one of her losses, split decision. So she is one of those people that's just in close, close fights. And, I mean, Nora Cornhole, she's never stepped up to the, the level of competition that she's going to be facing in Jocelyn Edwards. So I like where your head's at with this one. Uh, and apparently in her first fight, she lost to the very same... Jacqueline Cavalcanti that we were just breaking down in such depth and eloquence earlier on this podcast. So I think that was her first fight. Maybe you can't hold that against her, but um, usually you can rack up a lot of early finishes in the lower level of uh, women's MMA. So not a lot of stock to be put in those. Welterweight division. Ange Alusa taking on Rice McKee. It's always weird that they actually pronounce it as Rice. It's not Reese? Not Reese. He's, uh, he's from the Isles. And uh, he is Rice McKee. Now, McKee obviously had a pretty rough uh, run in his first trip to the UFC, but losing to the, the Hazmat and Morono is, is not terrible in hindsight. But, you know, it's, the wins that he's gotten to get back into the UFC are, are pretty mediocre, in my, in my opinion, uh, with the last co- one coming uh, against Judo Jim. Uh, Judo Jimmy Wallhead, that's a, is, that's a classic. That is a classic. He is 39 years old at this point. <laughs> um, Only 39? Wow. <laughs> I probably would have said like 44. Right? Feels like a lot longer than that. Um, 
Angelus uh, seems to be decent. Uh, throws volume, gets hit a bit. So uh, I think I'll trust his uh, his power against Reese McKee. Yeah. Um, probably the same. I mean, I, I guess McKee's wins haven't been too bad to get back to the UFC. Like, Justin Berlinson had some hype. He was pretty good in Cage Warriors. Uh, then got absolutely obliterated on Contender Series as, like, a minus 400 favorite or some ridiculous number. Uh, fading British dudes on Contender Series. That is... That seems like a way to go these days. Good angle. Um, but... Yeah, I think that uh, Angelusa is uh, solid. Like the type of guy that's going to stick around in the UFC for a few years, as long as you know he's still willing to fight for 20 and 20 or 18 and 18 or whatever he gets after uh, picking up a couple wins. So I'll take him here. Uh, relatively short price. But I'm not sure that it's the type of thing that I, I want to get invested in on a card like this. Maybe if I'm feeling desperate. Bantamweight division. This is one of the fights that was just made a day or two ago. We've got Kaolin Lochren taking on returning to the UFC. Little Taylor Lapus. Double impact. It's a uh, Jean Claude Van Damme classic. I hope that's where the nickname comes from. That that was the Rodman uh, Van Damme special, was it not? That that is correct. Yeah. I feel like that was a a TBS movie or some shit like that that would be randomly on on that when growing up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know much about uh, Lafren. Seems like a hyped up. Irishman that's got a bunch of finishes. Um, but may- maybe he is something. It, it seems like he doesn't train with Kavanaugh, so he's got one thing going for him. Uh, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just reading uh, his association on Sherdog. But um, Lapus is uh, Team Cowbon, which is where like Darren Till, uh, Aspinall. I'm trying to think of who else trained, but it's like it's not Irish people that he trained. Yes, yes, he stays good. away from the potatoes. Smart, smart. He's made a good uh, a good decision already for his uh, his career. Um, Lapus is is pretty good. Um, it was weird when he just didn't fight for the UFC anymore after he beat Issa. Um, he's got a good all around game. I think it's going to be a good test. Uh, wish wish we got a little bit better price on 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 the hype train, uh, but I think Lapus gets it done. Yeah, he's always been solid. Been around at basically UFC level for almost a decade, and for some reason, it took him forever to to get back. Um, I know that he was one of those guys that wasn't particularly active over COVID. Uh, but since then he's come back and put together some decently wins. Uh, Wilson Hayes, who 
that dude's got to be like 56 years old at this point. Uh, but apparently he's only 38, uh, according to Tapology. Uh, that's a solid win. And then beat an undefeated uh, dude in his last fight as well, who I think was uh, like one of those South African EFC type of dudes, um, which, you know, th- those guys can be hit and miss, but... Uh, was got him out of there in the first round. So he does what he's supposed to do. He only loses to very solid fighters. Um, I, I guess like the Lavrentiev guy I've probably heard of because he's fought uh, some Canadian dudes. So I'm a little bit more familiar with him. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I was hoping for a better number in this one. Um uh, Especially after seeing the uh, the big number that was on Lochran in his previous matchup, he was like minus three hundred or uh, higher than that, probably, and yep. just didn't quite get it. Um, but the hype is pretty decent on uh, the old Irishman. Uh, and the price came down from minus two seventy to now it's sitting around minus one fifty. I think that was bet online, and that is just about tempting enough for me to hop in on Taylor Lapolis. Uh, this will be the your prospect loss for uh, for Lochran if he actually is a prospect, and if he's not, then he's just gonna lose anyway. So probably a little bet on Taylor Lapolis here. Featherweight division. This is the the other half of the fight they've got booked right away. No, I believe so. That's coming up next. Um, this one, this uh, Morgan Charrier is famous for being on like a reality show or something in France, or he's got like a YouTube channel. I don't know. He's popular for some reason in France. Uh, pretty decent fighter as well. Cage Warriors champion. Uh, usually, you got to be pretty good to uh, to get up to that status. And he is taking on the veggie man, Manolo Zucchini, fresh from the Italian farms. You think, uh, yeah, Zucchinis are obviously, that's, that's the Mediterranean fare right there. Right. Probably has some olive trees in his backyard, just pumping out the oil. Um, what do you think about Cherrier and the Zucchini Man? Yeah, Cherrier does look pretty decent. Uh, it's it's pretty wild to see that he's got 27 fights, or 28 fights, sorry, and he's only 27 years old. I guess that'll happen when you start fighting, like, just after you turn 18. Um it's it's crazy to see a guy that's 27 that uh, his first fight was in 2014. <laughs> that feels that feels a long time ago. But uh, so he probably does have a, a little more mileage than what a, a normal 27 year old has. Um, guys fighting seems to be a a pretty fraudulent Italian who I think benefited some from some matchmaking going on in old Venator FC uh, trying to get the <laughs> 
the Italians some some W's. So uh Cherier probably uh probably gets this dude out of there. Are you calling into question his win over Marco Marinara? Um, oh, anyway, uh, I I agree. He's fought uh, a lot of bad guys in a promotion that's generally been kind to him as far as matchmaking. And then on the couple occasions where he stepped up, whether it's been Cage Warriors or fought an actual dude in Venator, struggled. Um, and Cherrier's kind of got a, a funky striking game. Um, I think that's probably going to be enough for him in this one. Sometimes he's just weird and makes fights way closer than they need to be. But usually that's against a, a much better caliber of fighter than I think he's seeing here in old Zucchini. Um, probably like just below Basharat as far as confidence on uh, the old parlay scale goes. This is the other half of the stuff that got rebooked just yesterday. Um, trying to both uh, both French guys, some French on French crime here. William Takanori Gomi taking on Yenis Gemuri. Sounds like uh, a delicious dip. <laughs> well, like a, a cousin of hummus. Yeah, that 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 seems about right. Um, yeah, I mean Gomez, he's he's got two wins in the UFC. They have not been very impressive, in my opinion. Uh, and in hindsight, the guys that he's beat, it's nothing too special. Um, guys fighting is is another guy that. I would have thought he would have uh, fought a little bit better competition, uh, considering he's twelve and one. But the guys that uh, he hasn't really got a, a, a step up yet, so this is probably a step up for him. I'll pick Gomez, but I I don't care. Not a lot of depth in the European scene outside of like Cage Warriors, KSW, those bigger promotions. So really tough to, to say where a guy like Gamori's at. Uh, I don't have an opinion on this fight because I have blocked all of Gomi's fights from my memory and I have never seen uh, Gamori fight. So if I watch this, I will learn something about these guys. If I don't watch it, I will continue to know nothing about either of these guys. So wonderful. Um, I know something about half of this fight. The Ooze, Volkan Uzdemir, taking on the man who I best des- saw described uh, by our buddy Magic as the orc from the Hobbit series, Bogdan Guskov. Mix of that guy with like... Anthony Smith. That's 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 what I'm feeling. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Uh, and that appears to be the Uzbek flag. Yes, correct. Yeah. I wish I could share my screen to show that I'm just looking at, like, the the main topology page. Yeah. But 
not the expanded one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely haven't seen Guskov fight before. Looking at his record, I would say 90 to 95% of his wins are in round one. Uh, fake? He's only been, you he's only he's been to the third fake records? One. What's that? You think he's got one of those fake records? It's going to come out in like, you know, three weeks after this fight that he's actually like seven and four. Yeah, I don't know how up to, uh, you know, up to snuff the old MMA series uh, fighting organization or MPL. uh, You know, that's that's a crapshoot. Yeah. Vulcan, for the mar- most part, has has been fairly tough to finish unless you're very, very good. Um, I think he probably survives here and and gets this guy and and who knows, maybe puts him away late in the second or early third if if this guy just gasses out going for a win in the first. Um, still, I I don't want to lay that kind of money on, for the most part, low level heavyweights or light heavyweights. I will have you know that the MPL, the Muradov Professional League, is owned by Mahmoud Muradov and almost certainly used as a money laundering front for either terrorists or Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah. just that's the only old... reason that he signed. Uh, <laughs> that's the only reason Mayweather signed him. Big old tax write-off yeah. for Floyd Mayweather through the Muradov Professional League, which I'm sure just brings in the big bucks. Um, yeah, I haven't seen enough of Guskov. He seems like he's going to come out, brawl, probably fall off a cliff if he doesn't get the... Uh, knockout in the first three, four minutes. Um, but then you still have to deal with, will Uzdemir do anything in the fight? Mm. Um, we're talking about the guy who, even when the bear Jew wanted to pull guard on him for an entire fight, still was getting outstruck at times by the bear Jew in that fight. Um, so... That's not great. No. Um, what's uh, what do we got for for prices on this uh, this Anthony Ork Smith character round one TKO? That That's got to be the only path, right? Yeah, him by TKO is like plus two hundred, plus two forty. Him in round one is plus five hundred in some places, and that okay, makes okay, his. Okay. Yeah, him in round one is like plus five fifty, so you might as well might as well take uh just in round one five hundred. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. That's that that path. could be something in a, a round robin. That's there not gonna go. be a real bet. Certainly not a real bet, but uh yeah. L- little fun if I'm actually watching this. Drinking a beer on the dock at the old cottage. <laughs> Lightweight division. I've heard of both these guys. There I've actually go. watched fights with both of these guys. It's crazy. Benoit Saint Denis 
the BSD himself, Big Strong Denis, taking on Tiago Moises. I still don't think Benoit Saint Denis is that good. Um, he got slaughtered by Eliza Dushku. Uh, he's rattled three straight wins since then. Um, for the most part, he's he's had to, he's grappling in these fights. I think if he grapples with Moises, I think he's going to lose that uh, that uh, that battle. Um, I think Moises is the the better wrestler and probably has better jujitsu. If it's on the feet, um, Moises is is not amazing on the feet, so it is a, a bit concerning. Um, I don't think Benoit Saint Denis is is amazing on the feet either. Uh, dude can take a, a hellacious beating. Um, that's what he's good at. Um, I think Moises gets some takedowns uh, and and wins at least two of these rounds, if if not snatching up a uh, a sub along the way. So, I uh, I got a unit on Moises at plus one thirty five. Yeah, this is the the one that I was alluding to earlier, where I actually have a bet on this fight that I've already placed, um, which is unusual for a Wednesday. Uh, I just kind of think people are going to come to their senses on this one um, and realize that Moises probably shouldn't be a dog here. Uh, St. Denis is certainly better than I expected him to be coming into the UFC and seeing how that first fight went um, that proved his toughness and that he has a little bit of cardio, but that was about it. Uh, and since then, as you said, he's rattled off three wins against guys who aren't great. I don't know if people are thinking that he beat the good Bonfim in his last fight. Uh, and they're just getting a bit confused here. But when you look at the list of guys that Moises has lost to, like, you got to be good to beat Tiago Moises. Joel Alvarez... Mac and Cheese, is Magulov, Benny, uh, and those have been his wins since, or his losses since he came to the UFC. He hasn't had an easy route, uh, and he's picked up some decent wins over his uh, UFC tenure. So I think you're right. If uh, St. Denis tries to grapple, as he usually does, he's going to run into some trouble. And honestly, I think I give Moises a little bit more credit as far as the striking goes than than you do. Uh, St. Denis can take it. Seems like maybe he's got a little bit of power, but I don't think his striking is particularly good by any means. So kind of like Moises, no matter where this fight takes place, uh, we've seen him get into, what was it, the fourth round or something against Mac and Cheese in, in a tough fight. Um, so we know that the cardio is pretty good. He's fought five rounds back in LFA. Um, so I'm not concerned about, you know, a repeat of the, the Eliza Dushku fight where he puts it on him and gasses late. So two units, Tiago Moises plus 135. Mm-hmm. Consensus bet of the week. Tiago Moises. Oh. We'll do plus 135. Yep. 
there's a little bit higher out there, but uh, I can only bet six bucks at uh, Gamby Books, so that doesn't really count. Nope. Um, which is weird. Like, how are they going to limit me, Sean? I just lose. That's all I do. Limited at like four of their books. <laughs> they are the worst, but I still use them every once in a while. Good to try and park some futures. There you go. That's a McDavid rocket. Cam rocket over there. Uh, There was actually one that came out recently. I think I I shared it in one of our groups, but uh, a plus 400 Mm -hmm. for the old cam rocket. I don't know if that was somewhere that you could actually bet or not. I don't uh, think it was, unfortunately. (sighs) That's the way she goes. Um, Get your shit together, Alberta. Get, Get regulated. But do a better job of it than Ontario did. And let Sean bet tax revenue for you. Look how much the man's lost this year. Yeah, you could have had some of this, but no. That's going to fund so many programs where you don't have to give money to poor people, which is the Alberta way. So it's the Alberta way. (laughs) You can fund some more oil rigs or that's what we're looking to do. Oh, main event time, Sean. The one the people have been waiting for. Chud Rose Trauma Unit taking the man on fire. Just banger. Yeah. Rose uh, moving up to 125. That is correct. Does that sway your breakdown at all? It's part of it. Uh, I didn't think she was seemed like that big of a 15-er, so I don't, I don't know why she's going to 25. Um, she's also a head case. In the past, she's rebounded well from, from having head case fights, um, but that last performance was wild against uh, the Cookie Monster. That was also over a year and a, a year and a bit ago. Um, I think Fiero is just going to be the more active, more physical fighter. Um, I don't think Rose is just going to be able to come in and, and grapple if she wants to. Um, I think she's she's going to see that Fiero is is a decent 125-er uh, and get out-muscled there and then get out-volumed. So I'm looking at putting Fiero in a, in a small parlay, possibly with the, the Basharat. I think the craziest thing about the Esparza fight is that her and her team don't think they did anything wrong or didn't seem to think they needed to make any adjustments coming out of that fight, which is just blows my mind. Um, Yeah, I don't know why this is happening on multiple fronts. I don't know why she's going up to 125. I guess they're trying to get her right into the title picture there or give uh, Fioro uh, a win over a notable appointment or opponent who isn't the, the MOOC. Um, yeah, I kind of think that Rose could probably do all right if she stays at distance here. Um, but if they get into a clinch, I think she's just going to get 
held up against the fence, muscled around. Don't think it's going to be particularly enjoyable to watch, but that could just be the fact that I sat through the last Rose fight and uh, not a whole lot of desire to do something like that again. And against somebody who's going to be much bigger than her, that is a distinct possibility if she gets in and you know, feels some power, feels some strength that she doesn't want to deal with. If there's somebody who's going to shut down in the middle of the fight, you're looking at candidate number one for it right here. So, Furo, not betting. Main event, heavyweight division. The premier wrestler in the UFC heavyweight division Sergey Spivak taking on very much not the premier wrestler in the UFC heavyweight division. The man who got out-wrestled by a one-legged Haganu, Cyril Gan. Is he uh, going to be serially taken down in this one, Sean? I believe so. Um, of course... Captain Hindsight, but if we if we go through the guys he fought in Gone, who Gone fought leading up to you know the Haganu fight and then the Jones fight, um, he literally fought nobody with any any sense of grappling, um, and this seems like a giant hole. And after the Ngannou fight, you are gonna fight John Jones, and I don't know if there's much more um much more motivation that you would need than fighting John Jones and he literally looked like a day one wrestler against John Jones. I think in this fight Svivak is going to take him down. He might get up, but I think Svivak is just going to keep tossing him down. He's got a variety of of ways to take guys down. He doesn't rely just on a, a single way, so if you know if gone is trained that well and, and is able to defend it one way, I think Spivak is going to find another way to get him down. Um, I don't know if he finishes him. I don't know what, I mean, Gon's cardio's look pretty good uh, for the most part, but that's usually when he's you know, obviously winning fights. Um, I think Spivak is, is going to look very good here. And then we're going to look back in hindsight and think that, the John Jones wins win was was not really that impressive for Jones because Gon seems to be a guy that really has no real wrestling. So I like Spivak. I took him for two units at plus one fifty. Interesting. Why am I wrong, Brad? Why am I wrong? Um. So I'm just looking through, and you know, you're talking about how Gon fought all these dudes that have absolutely no clue about grappling. Um, and then I look over at the guys that Spivax fought, and a lot of them are the same guys that don't have any clue about grappling. So I'm going to read you a quick uh, list of numbers. You tell me if you can decipher what these numbers are. 52, 56, 64, ooh, that's a good one, 20, 72, and 52. Those are the takedown defense percentages of all the guys 
Sergei Spivak has fought and taken down more than one time. Um, Derek Lewis, Augusto Sakai, Greg Hardy, (laughs) Jared Bandera bread, the uh, Brazilian Diaz, Carlos Felipe, and Tai Tuavasa. Uh, Not exactly the Penn State wrestling room as far as the heavyweight division goes. Yes. I don't like Gon's grappling looked absolutely fucking awful against Jones. I think that's pretty much every heavyweight though. Like he's just way better than the rest of the dudes in this division. And I say that as somebody that bet Gon in that fight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just think that the grappling is passable for the heavyweight division, but he's got some massive physical advantages in this fight. Uh, if Spivak doesn't get in on clean shots, which he usually doesn't because he's not a very good wrestler. Uh, he just sort of gets a hold of guys and, and hangs on them and, and drags them down to the, the mat. I don't think that physically he can necessarily do that against Gone. Um, and honestly, he might not even get the chance because he's had a couple performances now where he's gotten cracked real good before he can even get in on a takedown. Um, so I like gone here. Not sure that I'm going to bet it, but maybe like, what was I saying before the podcast gone and, um, Bashra, uh, Laplace. Oh, Laplace. Uh, if I if I don't want to just play those dudes straight, maybe I'll throw them together, get some some decent plus money. Stupid square shit. Um, that is the hallmark of my 2023 betting year. Um, but as I said, this is a very small card for me. It's basically going to be if Tiago Moises wins, I will have a winning night. If he loses, I will have a losing night. Um, but. I, I just think that Spivak is effective in the heavyweight division with his style up to a certain point, and that point is guys that are actually capable athletes, and he is facing one here. So that's probably not going to go well for him. I think that Gon knocks him out, which is tough to say about Gon. Yes. Sometimes he doesn't like to do things, uh, which that's what really, to me, makes this fight dangerous. If he stands around and just lets Spivak close the distance and, you know, they, they grapple in the clinch and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but I think people kind of oversell how much uh, the hog was able to outgrapple Gon. Uh, he got a couple takedowns in a couple rounds late in that fight. Um, and then it was more of Gon being kind of a bonehead in the fifth round that, uh, that lost him that fight. Cause I think gone actually got a takedown. Yes. Before he, uh, he, he, he dropped, dropped that leg lock. Fucking, yeah. Leg lock. <laughs> um, the more concerning thing in that it's, it's whatever the, the takedowns, but it, he just didn't do anything once he was down there. Hog just laid on him and did nothing. Yeah. That would be That's the true. only concern. That is very true. Um, so 
What's uh, Spivak's never been five rounds, right? No, no, this is his first main event. So that'll be interesting to see how his cardio holds up as well, because I know that lately he's been getting guys out of there first, second round, just sort of wearing them down. I think even if he does get some takedowns uh, against Gon, that he's probably not going to be able to accomplish a whole lot from top position because Gon's, you know, again, Jones fight aside, his defensive grappling is not horrible. So anyway, we're on opposite sides of this one. Worked out for you last week. Um, so I'm sure I you're... <laughs> Uh, you're good to go this week. Might be due. Um, how much did you say you had on Spivak? Two units. Okay. Yeah, I hope it works out for you. Because I'm not going to have that much on Gone if I do end up betting him. Perfect. We'll see. So anyway, I was hoping to keep this shorter than this, but... Eh, it's the yeah, way it goes. It happens. It happens. We'll have to... Uh, you know, when we get the the others back on the show, we'll have to get a shot clock going for breakdowns. And I know I'm the biggest culprit when it comes to that, just because I'm trying to stall until I find something funny to say. Didn't happen so much this week, folks. I apologize for that. Um, but we will return. What we're returning for? I'm sure there's another card next week. That is on your table. Oh, it's like a real card. But it's terrible. We'll, we'll be back. For a pay-per-view. It is a terrible... I saw that card the other day. We'll, we'll be back anyway for it. <laughs>